Please sit comfortably. So good evening everyone in the room and everyone on Zoom. I'd like to say a few words today about um, uh, the experience of reflection and the experience of presence. And uh, if you want to get a, a fuller understanding of this topic and how it's relevant to practice, uh, there is uh, a chapter by the same name, uh, the same title, Reflection and Presence in John Wellwood's book, which is um, Towards a Psychology of Awakening, which is a very good book. Uh, maybe we've got a copy in the library, um, but that will give you a, a fuller, more complete um, version about than what I'm going to give you tonight. Um, but part of my um, reasoning for bringing it up as a topic, as you many of you may be aware, um, there was a, an email went out a week or two ago for expressions of interest in a, um, a precept group discussing the precepts. And uh, by the way, we've had a very, very good response to it. Still a few days for people to apply, but so far we've had um, um, 17 expressions of interest, which is really good. Um, and I'll be, that deadline for the expressions of interest will be at the end of this week. And then I'll email everyone and we'll get an initial group going to work out the details of how we actually run it. Um, but we'll we'll need two, two groups. 17 is too big for one group, so we'll have two groups. But um, discussing the precepts um, involves um, a process of dialogue and discussion and self-reflection. And uh, it's, not, it's something somewhat different to just doing sasin, um, as we've done for the last hour and a half. But if you look into um, all kind of spiritual traditions, um, the one I, I know the most apart from Buddhism is Christianity, um, re reflection is a recognised um, practice in those traditions. And where reflection is different to presence, the practice of presence, reflection requires <clears throat> a kind of dualism that there's me as a subject and I will step back and and look at my experience and try and understand it a bit better and use language as a way of describing it or um, giving it meaning. Um, and so, for instance, when you, you read a book on the Dharma or you read a book on philosophy, like the books I've just stopped, uh, finished reading, you know, on, on Ian McGilchrist, um, they're, 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 they're taking you through a reflection on life, right? stepping back and asking what is, what is existence, what is consciousness, what is time, what is space, etc. So we step back and we examine those things with our thinking. And, um, it, it, and it has a useful place, I think, even in, in Zen practice, that intellectual um, reflection um, has a place, but it can only take you so far. Um, and uh, another form of reflection is in psychotherapy. So in psychotherapy, you, you're a person sort of stepping back and 
looking at your emotions and your behaviour in life and your relationships and and the meanings and values and so on, you may implicitly see in all of that. Um, and so again, it's a, a subject and an object sort of stepping back, looking at things and finding out how they work, explain it, etc. Um, and some forms of, of psychotherapy, uh, may I say, when you, when you have an intellectual kind of reflection, it's a, it's a kind of, a, if I can use the word, it's a, the, the, the grossest kind of self-reflection. Um, in like there's a, there's a real distance between the subject and the object that's being discussed. When you do something like psychotherapy, it's still a kind of dualism there, but it's sort of more personal and more embodied. Um, uh, but when you do Sazen, when you practice Sazen, it's, it's, it's not, well, you can do thought labelling, and thought labelling is kind of like a dualistic practice as well. There's me labelling my thoughts and there's me coming back to being present in my body again. Mm -hmm. But really when the, the essence of Zen meditation, you know, and the, the purest form of Zen meditation is shikantata, um, which is just sitting without any technique, just any, just being there in the present moment with the wholeness of everything and the, and the flow of existence coming and going. And the mind is not focused anywhere. It's not attaching to anything. And that is the purest form of Zen meditation. And that, that practice of presence collapses the subject object. You, you are the stream, right? Um, you're, 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 you're intimate with experience. You're completely immersed in experience. You're not stepping back, asking questions about it. And, and that experience of, of Zen meditation is a, is a deeper experience than something like psychotherapy or getting an intellectual, philosophical understanding of life. Like those, those more dualistic subject-object type of reflections, um, they're important. Do you know, they, they have a value. That's why I'm emphasising. It's not as though um, it's just sarsen and everything else is rubbish. Do you know, these are important practices in every tradition. And so it's important to reflect um, philosophically, um, ethically, etc., psychologically, but it'll only take you so far. And then it's that practice of presence which really frees you um, from this sort of excessive kind of conceptual realm that we have and we see things as they are in their freshness without any, any attachment to them. So um, to bring that to studying the precepts, studying the precepts whether you do it individually or in a, in a group, um, it is a reflective process. You know, you, you take a precept like, let's say, one for example, at random, um, not harbouring anger, you know, and you reflect on where there's times in your life you do do that and where there's times in your life when you don't do that and you try to get a better understanding of what it is that's perhaps underneath the anger, you know, or what kind of conditioning you've been exposed to in your life that leads to that arising. Um, 
but then it, if you're studying that, it's not just an intellectual process. Um, it's a there's an aspiration to embody those precepts in your life. So you, no one perhaps practices them perfectly, um, but you you do aspire to um, leading a life which is as far as possible um, non-violent and as much as possible non-egoistic. And as I've said before, if you want a fully rounded Zen practice, it's meditation, it's precepts, and then it's deepening that that insight of presence um, and of non-duality. Synchronicity of all those things together give you a rounded practice. So in summary, there there certainly is a place for um, reflection in practice. and uh, it, it enriches our life to be able to do that. But the deeper practice is to um, be immersed in things. For example, to bring it down to a concrete kind of example, um, I, I could um, read books on philosophy and I could muse on what consciousness is and I could muse on what time is and I could muse on what space is, but that's very different to just swimming. Mm-hmm. And when I'm just swimming, I'm not even thinking about consciousness and space and time. I'm immersed in them, but I'm not thinking about well, what is it or how can I put it into that words or how can I explain it. I'm just swimming. Right? And if I can use that metaphor to extend that to life, you know, whatever it is you're doing, just walking, just swimming, just playing, just working, just washing the dishes, just living is the experience of Zen.